from high atop his mountain of index cards and tournament brackets, this is The Joy of Booking, a fantasy booking podcast. Here's your host, DC Matthews. Thank you, Brandon Banks, and welcome back to The Joy of Booking. My name is DC Matthews, at the DC Matthews. Uh, been a little bit since I have sat down to record uh, one of these Joy of Booking episodes. Been a while, as they say, and as usual, uh, I thought I had completely forgotten what we were doing. I know we're in the middle of the 90s Lethal Lottery, uh, and I was actually able to look at the notebook that has our brackets and the spreadsheets, and I was actually able to piece together what in the world was going on. Uh, I had forgotten last week. I'm, I'm still fighting a cold. I don't know if you can hear it in my voice. Still fighting a cold. By the way, hope you are doing well. Hope those you love are doing well. Yeah, there's going to be some sniffing. Uh, I know that's not good audio. I can't breathe. Uh, out of my nose. Um, I've tested multiple times for COVID. I'm either uh, negative or I do believe there are those who, for some reason or enough, I don't think we know enough about COVID, uh, don't test positive. But either way, uh, got a cold. Not fun. But we're doing it. We're doing this. The 90s Lethal Lottery uh, demands it. So let's catch us up on where we are here and uh, let's move along and, and have ourselves a, a yabba dabba do time because that's always what we're about here uh, is the yabba dabba do time. Uh, we started out with a 90, a group of wrestlers who appeared on 90s pay-per-views. I think we had, I don't know, 256 of them or so. Uh, we paired them up in Lethal Lottery random tag teams we got eight pages of brackets of that doing the first round. First round, some teams advanced, some teams did not. Then, of course, with our tournaments here on the Tournament of Nerdiness, we uh, focused, now that we did the first round, we focus on the losers. Uh, we took those teams, the teams that lost, 64 of them, I believe, um, and... Let me make sure I have this right here. They wrestled each other. The partners wrestled each other. So our first team was Jimmy Del Rey and Jeff Jarrett. Jeff Jarrett, who is now in charge of all live events for WWE or something. I don't know what's going on. Uh, Jimmy Del Rey, of course, being the wrestler who looks the most like my father, defeated Jeff Jarrett. Uh, so he and all the other winners, maybe there's more than 64, I can't. No, no, I think there's only 64 of them. Uh, they are waiting uh, to be reassigned partners, and uh, we'll do another group of random uh, with them. Those who lost two times are double losers bracket. Uh, I was going to do a battle royal with them, if I remember correctly, and then I realized that in many cases, some of them were natural teammates, like both members of the Headbangers, Happened to lose twice, because I'm not a huge Headbangers fan. Uh, and so I think on our last episode, I made a bunch of teams. And it, that was actually quite fun. And so now what I think we're going to do is we're going to start there. I have everything redacted and randomized. Uh, we will do 
a bracket of those teams uh, and go from there. So I think that's setting the stage for where we're at. I am ready. I hope you are ready. Uh, Let's begin. Our first team, the Bushwhackers. The Bushwhackers, let me label this DL for double losers. Uh, The Bushwhackers both happen to make it. It's one of those things where they are a much better team than they are as individuals. Uh, The Bushwhackers are taking on the Beverly Brothers. Right out of 91-92 WWF here. Uh, I'm a much bigger fan of Enos and Bloom, Blake and Beverly. No, Blake and Bo. Beverly was their last name. Um, than I am of the Bushwhackers. I apologize to those who are fans of the Sheep Herders. I'm referring to the Bushwhackers. So the Beverly Brothers are going to get that win. Now we have uh, an ECW team. I don't believe these guys teamed together, but they are representing ECW in Danny Doring and Mikey Whipwreck. They are taking on kind of a uh, down-home you know, maybe a stud stable type team of Dirty Dick Slater and Bobby Duncombe Jr. I actually like that team a lot. I think Bobby Duncombe Jr. was better than being stuck as one of the West Texas Rednecks. Um, And Dirty Dick Slater is always great, so we'll give them the win. Uh, I think at this point we can safely say we're done with... Uh, the teams that have now lost three times. The Bushwhackers, I don't think we need to talk about Luke or Butch again for this season. Uh, Doring and Mikey Whipwreck, I will, I will say similarly. Public Enemy, both members did not make it uh, through either of the first two rounds, taking on, uh, again, another sort of dangerous alliance-type team here uh, that I like quite a bit in Larry Zabisco and Paul Roma. I think that's a great team. Uh, So much so that they're going to beat Public Enemy. I've never been a fan of Public Enemy. I appreciate what they did for ECW back in the day. Uh, Not for me. Not at all for me. So the winners are Larry Zbysko and Paul Roma. There may be pauses here while I mute so that I can either sniff or blow my nose, and that's easier than me pausing the recording. So you're just going to have to deal with a couple of minutes or seconds of silence. Assume there's a musical interlude that only that, that you just can't hear. And I'm going to have some water. you got to have your water. Ah, delicious. Next up, the gangsters. New Jack and Mustafa, neither of them made it, taking on... Oh, uh, a terrible team of Marty Jannetty and Aldo Montoya. Uh, The gangsters win this, hands down. Uh, Marty and Aldo, bleh, bleh, bleh. Uh, So, we got the Beverly Brothers taking on Slater and Duncombe. That'd be a fun match. And then Larry Zbysko and Paul Roma taking on the gangsters. Also not a bad match. The Mean Street Posse, poor Mean Street, did not make it out of either of the first two rounds. Neither did, interestingly enough, the Nasty Boys. I like the Nasty Boys, but again, this I think is a sign that there are some tag teams out there that were just much better as a unit. 
than they were as individuals. You look at, like, the British Bulldogs. David Boy Smith and Dynamite Kid, each uh, wildly successful in their own right, great as singles. Um, you could even make a case for the Hardys. I'm not a Matt Hardy fan. I'm not even a huge Jeff Hardy fan. But Jeff Hardy and Matt Hardy had very successful singles careers. Um, you know, and they also happened to be a tag team. Brian Nobbs and Jerry Sags needed to be that tag team. Luke and Butch needed to be that tag team in order to be successful, which I think is why a lot of these teams uh, happened to fall down, and we're just being nice at this point with the double losers bracket. We don't really care. We're just grouping them all together. Uh, I love this team a lot. Steve Blackman and Jerry Flynn. Clearly, I'm a fan of the teams I made more <laughs> than the teams that are just automatically because they were existing partners, but that's a nice martial arts, MMA, UFC-style team. Going up against this terrible team, I think this was just, we had nothing else to do with these guys. Bart Gunn and the Renegade. Uh, apologies to Bart Gunn. You deserved better. You'll lose to Blackman and Flynn. Setting up a great late WCW first family matchup here. Brian Nobbs of the Nasty Boys taking on Jerry Flynn and Steve Blackman. Flynn and Nobbs were part of the uh, part of that first family, uh, kind of in WCW's death throes. The Warlord and the Equalizer. Not a bad team. Uh, clearly, much better on one hand than the other. The Warlord far better than the Equalizer. Uh, taken on kind of a Team USA, Craig the Pitbull, Pittman, and the Patriot. Now, this is interesting because I like the Warlord a lot. I like Craig Pittman. I thought he was a great wrestler. Uh, I've been always apathetic on the Patriot. And the Equalizer, you know, when, when Evad Sullivan was a better character for you, you know that's a problem. You know that's a problem. So... This is a tricky one. I think my love of the Warlord is going to be enough to get them to advance. He might not even tag in the Equalizer. He might just beat up the other two uh, and win all on his own. I do that in WWE 2K22 when I'm playing tag team matches, trying to do my universe mode as a single player. Um, and there's bugs galore. I can't seem to, you know, the first time I did it, tangent, uh, tangent coming, tangent coming. Uh, the first time I did it on week four, I'm supposed to do a run in with Marcel Bartel and Tyler Bate. The match never starts. It just keeps loading, 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 loading. I thought maybe I needed to have the entrances on. I tried that didn't work. So then I started again. I made it to week nine this time. Um, you know, I, I'm in a feud, a rivalry with Walter, which is fun. Uh, he attacks me before the bell, but then a referee never shows up, and I don't know how to win. So, you, you know, I, like, I'd beaten him, hit him with, like, four finishers. He's, you know, practically dead. But a referee never shows, and the match never ends. I don't know what to do. Do I just keep beating him up for, like, 20 minutes? I don't get it. Uh it seems to me there's still some bugs in in that. Or maybe I'm just missing. I don't know. I don't know. I'm glad I have the game, but 
I'm not playing it as much as I thought I would. Let's get back into the tournament here. Uh, point being, Warlord's going to win this match all on his own. Max Payne and Van Hammer. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Payne and Hammer. Kind of a, you know, grunge band team that isn't bad. Taking on, oh man, this team's going to go far. The Texas Tornado and Junkyard Dog. Uh, I was not scolded by Jeremy. He's either not caught up on these or he was understanding what I said when I said that this is a 90s tournament, so we got to do 90s Kerry Von Eric and 90s Junkyard Dog, which means neither of them are as nearly as good as their 70s or 80s counterparts. I'm assuming he understood that. Um, but they will easily beat Max Payne and Van Hammer, and they clearly have the most talent out of any of the teams we've done so far. So I have high hopes for them. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Am I going to be able to fit eight more on this page? I was hoping to do it all on one page. If I don't, then I've only used, you know, 60% of this page, and that's not going to settle well with my, you know, sort of OCD tendencies. I, I'm going to have to try to squeeze eight teams in. So we'll, we'll, just, we'll just make it work. It not, this doesn't matter at all for you, but... It matters to me. Uh, Balls Mahoney and Axel Rotten, a team right out of ECW, an actual team, taking on uh, kind of a Japan team here in Funaki and Kaz Hayashi. We'll give that to the chair-swinging freaks. Balls and Axel will win, although they got to go up against Texas Tornado and JYD, so don't have high hopes for their future. Oh, this... I forget what I said before. This is the greatest team we have so far. Uh, the Giant Gonzalez and Nails. Fantastic team. All Harvey Whippleman managed type team. Taking on Samu and Prince Iakea. Kind of team Samoa. Uh, I got to give that to Gonzalez and Nails. I got to. That's, that's, that's enough of a team to get past Samu and Prince Iakea. Uh, to make it into the next round. Gotta love Gonzalez and Nails. What would their finisher be? Uh, I think they just both yell at the wrestler who passes out from fear and halitosis. I think that's the finisher. Uh, the Blue Brothers, the Harris Boys, make it onto our bracket. Understandably so, because I don't care for either of the Harris Boys. And they're taking on a team that feuded with each other more than we're a tag team. But we're going to let them go, and they're going to win, obviously. Uh, and we have all sorts of ties here, because it's the Harris Boys going up against someone who was, you know, the Harris Boys was his henchman at least multiple times that I can think of. It's Jeff Jarrett and Mongo. Uh, McMichael, Steve McMichael. So those kind of horseman-type folks are going to easily defeat the Blue Brothers, and they will take on uh, Gonzalez and Nails. Two, four, six, eight, ten. Wait, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eleven. All right. How does that work? Two, four. Oops. Got my brackets wrong. I made a mistake. Everybody made a mistake. I'm in a weird mood, folks. Two, four, six. Yeah, all right. There we go. So Tornado and JYD are actually taking on the Warlord and the Equalizer in the second round. Balls and Axel will take on 
Giant Gonzalez and Nails. Jarrett and Mongo do not have opponents yet. Let's figure out who they're going to face. Uh, we do have the headbangers that I mentioned before, neither of them making it out of the first two rounds, and they are taking on Vito and Johnny the Bull, two actual teams here. Uh, I think of the two, I kind of like Vino and Johnny the Bull better, so I think they're going to get the win. Uh, so they'll take on Jarrett and Mongo. Two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve. All right, we got four more to do. Yeah, I think so. I, the headbangers didn't do it for me. I appreciated that one of them was a former, you know, enhancement talent done good. But I was not a headbanger. So, I, you know, if you're a headbanger, headbanging, you need long hair. The whole point of headbanging is you want the long hair to be able to flow back and forth and go through the air. Why would you be a headbanger if you're bald? You're in a mosh pit. You're thrashing in a mosh pit. Then don't call yourself the headbangers. Call yourself something else. I don't know. Call yourself the flying nuns for all I care. X-Pac and Road Dog. I just saw an article right before recording where the Road Dog was talking about how he doesn't think the New Age Outlaws are going to get into the Hall of Fame because... The WWE brass doesn't respect the Armstrong. Shut up. Shut up. You were a drug addict, and your partner, Billy Gunn, whom I love, was a pain in the ass who, at multiple opportunities, left and went to another company. You want to talk about why you're not going to get into the Hall of Fame? That's why. I don't think it has anything to do with the lack of respect for the Armstrong family. You're a tool. Your partner was a dick. That's why you didn't get in. Uh, I'm assuming whatever team comes up next is going to beat X-Pac and the Road Dog, because I've never liked the Road Dog. I have a, I'm, my respect for X-Pac is growing, but I've never liked the Road Dog. And they're taking on, yeah, they're going to lose to the dumbest team we have. Duke the Dumpster Drossy. And Disco Inferno, there's no reason for them to be a team, but they're going to beat X-Pac and the Road Dog because I'm just, I, I, I'm tired of Road Dog's stupid face and the stupid tattoo on the back of his stupid head. You lose. Sit down. I'm not even on meds. Like, I'm not even on, like, a decongestion or something to explain, you know, what's going on with me today. This is just... Like many days of not being able to sleep well because I've got a cold. Let's move on. Let's have fun here. Let's get a let's get a fun name going on with this next one here. Mark Henry and Moe. I'm okay with this. Mark Henry and Moe. Kind of a weird alt nation of domination. We know from our previous episodes that we've done the research. Moe of Men on a Mission did do some kind of nation of domination type stuff in like a proto-nation. Uh, in whether it was OVW or whatever the minor leagues were at the time. And then we've got uh, Misfits in Action, General Rection, and Corporal Cajun. Uh, does my love of Chavo Guerrero... It doesn't. It doesn't. Mark Henry and Moe are going to win to take on Duke the Dumpster Josie and the Disco Inferno. Two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve... Two, four, six, eight. Yep, we got two more. 
there should be four more teams. Oh, we got a just C-team NWO. NWO Sting, otherwise known as Cobra or Lightning or whichever one he was. Maybe he was Thunder. Teaming up with Vincent to take on... Oh, this is fun. To take on the BWO. I'm assuming this is Meanie and Stevie Richards because I think Nova's actually still in the tournament. Uh, yeah, we'll give that to the BWO. The Blue World Order will defeat the New World Order. At least that version at least that version. So the BWO wins, and then we should have two more. Yeah, I can't imagine we have more than that. Oh, we've got our corporation, Nikolai Volkov, and the underfaker, Brian Lee, taking on, from the flock, Horace and Lodi. So we got some stable warfare happening all throughout this tournament. Uh, we'll give that clearly to the Million Dollar Corporation, Volkov, and The Undertaker will win that one. And that should be it. All right. So, our group of 32 has been whittled down to 16. Uh, we're not going to do any consolations for this. So those 32 teams that lost, they're done. They've made it through. Three. We gave them at least three rounds, three chances to shine. Uh, it didn't work out for them. Some of them maybe we'll see in future tournaments. Perhaps, for some of them, they'll never be heard from on these airwaves again. Uh, let's do the second round. Beverly Brothers versus Slater and Duncan. I will give it to the Beverlys because they are an already existing team. I'm sure I will not use that logic uh, very soon for a different team. But in this case, Slater and Duncan, while I like the potential of that team... Uh, we'll go with the established team here in the Beverly Brothers. Yeah, I, I'm exactly right now going to counter what I just said. Uh, Larry Zabisco and Paul Roma are going to beat the Gangstas because the potential of that team, I think, is better than what the Gangstas did. Uh, surely controversial, surely, you know, caused great promos and, you know, made for great TV and wrestling shows and people coming and you know, being, like I said, controversial. But as wrestlers, no thanks. Beverly Brothers versus Zabisco and Roma. Seems like that would be a fun match. Uh, the Nasty Boys will beat Steve Blackman and Jerry Flynn. Again, established team and a successful team in the Nasty Boys. Probably the most successful team still in this tournament. Uh... Tornado and JYD will obviously beat Warlord and the Equalizer. I will give the win to Balls and Axel over Giant Gonzalez and Nails. As much fun as that team is, Balls and Axel makes the most sense. Um, the star power of Jeff Jarrett and Mongo will be enough to give them the win over Vito and Johnny the Bull. <laughs> Duke Drossy and Disco Inferno. Man, I really don't like Road Dog. Uh, Mark Henry and Moe will beat them. So Mark Henry and Moe advance. Uh, and then Volkov and Taker will defeat the NWO. And I have to keep saying that's the fake Undertaker. That's Brian Lee, 94, SummerSlam. Leslie Nielsen maybe makes an appearance. That is not the actual Undertaker. He's still in the tournament somewhere. We're down to eight. Beverly Brothers will beat Zabisco and Roma. Again, 
they are an established team. Uh, however, Texas Tornado and JYD are going to beat the Nasty Boys. Uh, that would be a great match. That match is probably going to go all over the place. Hopefully they get to the concession stand. Condiments are sprayed on people. Always fun when that happens. Oh, I'll give some love to Jeff Jarrett and Mongo over Balls and Axel because I want this to be a wrestling tournament, not a street fight sort of thing. Uh, and then, yeah, Volkov and the Underfaker making it to the final four. Didn't expect that when I started this journey. Uh, so we're going to get, this is, this you know, Jeremy and Glenn and the old school folks are going to love this because our finals will be the Texas Tornado and Junkyard Dog taking on Jeff Jarrett and Mongo McMichael. And as I think we all knew, as soon as we heard the name of that team, uh, Sylvester Ritter and Carrie Von Erich, the Texas Tornado and the Junkyard Dog are going to win uh, defeating Jarrett and Mongo, and they are the winners of this 32-team double loser bracket. So there we go. They have won. Uh, we're going to take a brief interlude here, maybe 10 or 15 seconds so I can blow my nose. Um, you know, think of whatever you feel like thinking of here. Uh, Rhode Island is neither a road or an island, peanut is neither a pea or a nut um why do we park in a driveway but drive on a parkway why do cargoes go by ship but shipments go by truck why do you call it a tv set when you only get one ponder some of these great unponderable questions uh, we'll be back when i can breathe out of my nose and we'll actually make some new teams which should be a lot of fun stay with us we'll be right back And we're back. Welcome back to the joy of booking a fantasy booking podcast. My name is DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. Uh, we're back for the second half here of this 90s Lethal Lottery episode. Hope you are enjoying. Hope you're having a great uh, Yabadoo time. Uh, we just completed the double losers bracket. Um, 32 teams. And now we have the 64 wrestlers who lost their first match, but then defeated their partners. Uh, so they are still sort of in this nebulous place. Uh, and we're going to randomize and create some more teams, Lethal Lottery style. And hopefully that'll just be oh so much fun. And you know, I have to tell you there, friends, ladies, jelly spoons, uh, I have to tell you, you know, when I started doing solo podcasts, there was a part of me that, like, what if I did a wrestling podcast like it was a National Public Radio, NPR? And what if I just talked like this the whole time? And wouldn't that be fantastic? And you would all have fallen asleep, and no one would ever have listened to a single episode. So we'll get back into it now. We've randomized, we've redacted. Uh, we have those 64 wrestlers. Uh, they are completely um, uh, randomized. I don't know where they are. I'm going to make some teams, and uh, we'll have some fun 
here, seeing what kind of teams we get. I expect these teams will be better because we've gotten rid of the talent that I didn't favor as much. I've, I've called some of the talent, you know, your Jeff Jarrett's who are highly talented. People love them. I never cared for them. Your Road Dogs, get the hell out. Your Xbox, get the hell out. Um, so these names, we should get some really interesting teams here, perhaps even better than the teams we got in the initial rounds because these are all wrestlers that I actually liked enough to give a win to. So let's see what we got here. Our first matchup here, we've randomized. We're good to go. Mankind starting off with a bang bang. Uh, Mick Foley is teaming with Jimmy Del Rey. Jimmy Del Rey making it to that top place again. He was in the first two uh, in our very first episode. He's in our first two here. And they are taking on two Cold Scorpio and Jerry the King Lawler. Wow. Now, that is a match right there. Uh, Mankind and Jimmy Del Rey versus Scorpio and Lawler. Oof. Oof, I say. Um, of the four, my favorite is Scorpio. Always love watching him wrestle. Man floats through the air in a way we do not often see. Um... I guess Mick Foley would be second. Jimmy Del Rey would be third, and Lawler would be last. But I do like Lawler. But I think I, I got to give it to Mankind and Jimmy Del Rey. I want to see Mankind with the white shirt. That's the Mankind I'm thinking of here. I want to see Mankind, white shirt, tie, and a Heavenly Bodies robe over that. You know, doing his best Tom Pritchard. I think that would be really entertaining. So, we'll give Mankind and Delray the win. But that's a great match. That's a, that. That's the kind of competition I think we're going to get here. Is we're going to get some pretty good teams. We're going to have some pretty tough decisions to make. Next up. Here we go again. Bradshaw. We know how I feel about Bradshaw. And Bob Holly. What a great team that is. Bradshaw and Bob Holly taking on Ric Flair. We've got some all-time names here um, who, you know, didn't have great partners. Oh, I why did I have a feeling that was going to happen? And Bret Hart. Ric Flair and Bret Hart. Now, Bret Hart had teamed with Hardcore Holly. And I think we did a little bit of chicanery in order for us to be able to keep both of them in the tournament. Uh you got to go with Flair and Hart, don't you? That's that's an all-time fantastic tag team right there in Ric Flair and Bret Hart. As much as I love Bradshaw, Bradshaw doesn't get really, really good until the 2000s when he becomes JBL. Hardcore Holly, you could even argue, uh, is better in the 2000s. Uh, but Ric Flair and Bret Hart taking on Mankind and Jimmy Del Rey, ooh, great matches, great matches. Love what we're doing here. Next up, Henry Godwin. All right, we went from Ric Flair and Bret Hart to Henry Godwin and Masa Chono. What an odd couple team that is. Taking on the Berserker. All right, they're not all going to be winners, folks. Let's just buckle down. And Tommy Rich. 
Okay. I I can't say I love any of the four of these, but they're all decent. Uh, Henry Godwin, decent hoss. Berserker, decent hoss. Uh, I think this goes to Henry and Chono just because I of the four, I, I do like some Massa Chono. So I think we're going to give them the win. Next up, we've got John Cronus of the Eliminators. Very talented. Teaming with Dick Togo. That's a cool team. you got a member of Kai and Tai, a member of the Eliminators. I like that duo. Uh, taking on Odo. Dusty Rhodes, here we go. Who's Dusty going to be teaming with everybody? Let's find out. Ooh. <laughs> Jeremy's going to love this team. Ricky Morton. Dusty Rhodes and Ricky Morton. Uh, yeah, let's just pencil them in right there. They beat Cronus and Togo. All right. So let's let's do the math and let's let's gaze into our crystal ball. Because we know that in the second round, which I don't even think we're going to do in this episode. I think we're going to do these rounds and we're going to call it a day. But we've got Mankind and Jimmy Del Rey versus Ric Flair and Bret Hart. That match is going to be great. We know who's going to win. And now we have Henry Godwin and Masachono versus Dusty Rhodes and Ricky Morton. That match will be fine. We know who's going to win. Which means this third round matchup, we're getting Ric Flair and Bret Hart versus Dusty Rhodes and Ricky Morton. Whew. Whew. What a time to be alive. I may even end this episode. I'm not going to end it now. I'm not going to end it now. But I may not even finish these matchups before we just call it. We might call it in the middle of a round. Uh, which I usually do not do. But we're over the half an hour mark, and these names are good. If we get another banger, banger of a team, I may I may cut my losses, say goodnight, and we'll, we'll deal with the rest of this on the next episode. Let's see here. We're, we're playing, we're playing a, a gambling game. I'm gambling we're going to get a better team than some of the ones we just got, or at least as good. I don't know if you can beat Ric Flair and Bret Hart, but... Let's see what we do here. Jacques Rougeau, the Mountie, teaming with Scotty Riggs. I like that team. I may be one of the few that do, but I like that team. Taking on Devon Dudley and the Sandman, an ECW group. I like that. We'll give it to the ECW group. You know, Scotty Riggs, obviously the wink link. Of that uh, quartet. Well, actually, no, the Sandman might be the weak link of that quartet. But since it's an ECW team, we'll give it to him. Typhoon. Brandon Banks automatically is interested. And Dino Bravo. Now, this is interesting because Earthquake used to team with Dino Bravo. Now we have Typhoon teaming with Dino Bravo. We're in a weird multiverse where there's a multiverse out there in which it was an Earthquake in which Typhoon was Earthquake, in which Fred Ottman was Earthquake, and maybe John Tenta became Typhoon, which means John Tenta was Shockmaster and maybe didn't fall through the door. So let's, all right, let's just, let's go crazy. Okay, so this is what this means, this alternate universe. Um, John Tenta is Typhoon, which means we get John Tenta in the Sailor Cat being Tugboat, first of all. He'd look so cute. 
Then he goes to WCW. He becomes Shockmaster. I bet he doesn't fall through the wall. So he's got the sparkly Stormtrooper helmet, which was stupid to begin with. He's got Ole Anderson's voice. And then let's say he doesn't fall through the wall. What in the world is going to happen with that character? Like, how does the butterfly effect work if Shockmaster is actually a legitimate thing? I don't know. Now we have Fred Ottman being Earthquake. That means Fred Ottman eventually goes to WCW. He's Shark. He's Avalanche. He does all of that. Which means Fred Ottman is now Golga. You know, he's got the football on his head. He's one of the oddities. Like, there's this whole weird, how does the world change if all of a sudden you just magically, whoop, switch those two places. That's the worlds we get when Typhoon's teaming with Dino Bravo. Taking on Papa Shango and Conan. I like that team. I like that team so much they beat Typhoon and Dino Bravo even though we had a lovely little jaunt through the multiverse there. Uh, I like that team a lot. Am I? Hold on. Oh, no, okay. I'm doing it right. I'm okay, everybody. Don't mind me. One, two, three, four, five, six. Perry Saturn. Oh, we were close to having both Eliminators teaming with Barry Windham. Ooh. Ooh, that's a good team. If you just want to go by talent. Just talent. Perry Saturn, very talented wrestler. Barry Windham, supremely talented wrestler. That's a very good team. That's a sneaky good team. Taking on Mark Marrow and Beefcake. You got to make that Johnny B. Bad. Because now you've got Johnny B. Bad and the Booty Man teaming. So then you can throw Kimberly in there, kind of as the... You know, because she was, uh, Johnny B. Bad was trying to save Kimberly from um, DDP, I think, at one point. Then Kimberly becomes the booty babe. And again, we're kind of tying that all in together. Uh, Marrow and Beefcake, Johnny B. Bad and Beefcake is not a bad team. But I would submit to you that Saturn and Wyndham, talent-wise... They're not as good as Flair and Brett. They're probably not as good as Dusty and Morton, but they're in that conversation of being the top three teams on this page. All right, speaking of that, we have only one more group of teams to do on this page. Psychosis teaming up with <laughs> the Rattlesnake, Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> And Psychosis, that's a duo, taking on Tommy Dreamer and Scotty Too Hotty. I don't mind that team. Tommy Dreamer and Scotty Too Hotty is, is not a bad team. But obviously, we got to go with Psychosis and Stone Cold. Not great, you know, but... You get the brawling aspect of Stone Cold, the high-flying of Psychosis, even though Psychosis is probably taller than Stone Cold. Psychosis always felt like he was like 6'6". That's probably not true. But you put him in there with guys like Rey Mysterio and everything. And, oh, no, I typed in Psychosis Height, which, you know, I spell Psychosis in the American way. P-S-Y-C-I-O, like Psycho Sid. 
Although Psycho Sid was apparently not spelled with the silent P. It was spelled with an S, which was stupid. I'll put a silent P in there. It was stupid. Uh, but if you type in psychosis height, it talks about, you know, when you climb Everest, you start hearing things. So let me type it in the actual way it's spelled. He's only 5'11"? That just means that everybody else was much shorter. Yeah, Juventud Guerrero is only 5'5". Five, five. Super Crazy is 5'8". That's why Psychosis always seemed like he was, you know, 7 feet tall. Was He's put in there with those guys. Uh, you know what I'm going to do, friends? I'm going to call it here. Uh, I'm not feeling great. Uh, I don't want to, you know, harm my voice uh, any more than I already have. I'm going to call it here. We have have fantastic teams in this page and we're only halfway done. We got half more to do. Uh, there's a great team. I just peeked. I just peeked to see what the next team is. It's a real good one. It's a real good one. We're going to, we're going to go to the other half of the multiverse to give you a hint there as to where, where we're going. And, uh, that man, that large sumo man, uh, is going to team with a multi-time world champion, first ballot hall of famer, um, and current AEW superstar. You probably can figure out who that is. Uh, but we'll save that for the next episode because I feel good. And I want to keep feeling good. I hope this episode made you feel good. Take care of each other. My name is DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. I'll see you the next time we celebrate the joy of booking.